Hello, my name is Kevin and I'm a fish in the Dead Sea. And I'm Michael and I'm Hummus. And welcome to the season finale of Subtitled Cinema. Woohoo! We're so happy to have come all this way with you from China to Germany to Iran and Sweden. We've had a blast talking about modernity in Cairo Station, swamp monsters in the host, popping boners in Rashomon. We hope you've enjoyed all the films we've had to offer and that you've seen something new. We'd like to take this time to thank you for listening, whether that be for all season, an episode, or just to help you fall asleep. We round out this season by way of Israel, bringing you Tel Aviv on Fire, directed by Sameh Zawabi, a dramatic, satirical comedy following Salam, a hapless Palestinian living in Jerusalem that gets promoted to full-time writer on a popular soap opera due to a little help from an Israeli checkpoint commander. I like that energy. You know? Yeah, that's that's a melding of worlds. All right. Um, Tel Aviv on Fire. We've seen it before. Really good. Yes, we have. Really good. Uh, fantastic. Watch it. Knee slapper. That's the whole point. Super funny. So funny, actually. I was laughing as hard as the first time, easily. LOLing, in fact. Uh, I didn't like that, but uh, my laughs were not quiet, so I have to agree. In between all the goofs and the yaps, this is a serious movie. There's a lot going on. Yes. We're examining the Israel-Palestine Tune in to yeah. find out the solution by the end of this podcast. Don't do that. Uh, so before we dive in, this we're gonna is blitz a, some yes, context history some trivia. No, well, some context. So I really any any sort of setting that finds itself, especially you know in the arts and film, uh, that finds itself in Palestine or in Israel, is kind of dealing with the. We're gonna have something to say about you know, it. Conflict with at the hand. people living here. You mm-hmm. know, their day to day is yeah. involved in a wide network of very large scale political. Uh, uh, conflict, really. Very, very inherited, too. You know, this is stuff... Like, you see the intergenerational struggle between, yes. like, Salam and his uncle, Bassan, mm-hmm. and how, how every every person has been dealing with this for, for a long time now. Yeah, never disrespect the elders, is a paraphrasing of what he says to Salam. Or the backers. Him. Yes, the backers. The backers. Yes, 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 Don't yes. say that! This all starts with... Well, well I mean, it starts... <laughs> it starts a long time ago, ago but... We will start with the installation of where the Israeli choose. state. Pretty straightforward, uh, 1940s Zionist movement creates this Israeli state out of response to World War II. This leads to the 1948 Arab-Israeli War, and it is an incredibly complicated conflict that spawns very complicated conflicts, so all the details that we will be discussing are in and of themselves gross oversimplifications. They're glossy, they're gloss on gloss, like multi-layered glossing. But for the sake of some of the context in this film, we start with the Arab-Israeli War. This ends the British Palestine Palestine mandate, right. which is the British uh, forces pulling out of the region as a whole. The uh, the city that this takes place in, Ramallah, used to be very Arab Christian. Well, th- this takes place in Jerusalem, no? Does 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 doesn't, doesn't Salam live in Ramallah? Uh, I thought that was just like a. a uh, oh, sorry, no. Tel Aviv and Fire is in Ramallah. Yeah. He sorry, yes, you're right. Salam is from East Jerusalem, but he has to pass the checkpoints every day to get to Ramallah. Yes. So Ramallah is a city that's been going through it for a little bit. It was a Christian town. It's 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 uh, definitely involved in all of these conflicts that we are covering and have covered after the creation of the state of Israel. Like this is this was part of the territory that was gobbled up and by colonial forces. By colonial forces. And yeah. I'm sure once we get to the Six-Day War, this was also one of the places that was captured from Jordan. Yes. So uh, this 
Erebus really war, this, the sort of like conflict, sort of heightened part of it, is the Arab invasion of Palestine. So once the British leave the sort of neighboring they Arabic uh, states, yes, they, they identify an area such as Palestine as rightfully theirs, sort mm-hmm. of, you know, their uh, claim as an Arabic territory, yeah. and they invade. This is met by repulsion and eventually sort of boils over later, several years and decades later, into the Suez Canal, Suez Canal crisis. This is kind of a spear spearheaded by um, Egypt. Right, we mentioned this in Cairo Station. Yes. Uh, in our trading histories, who would have thought? Yes, so this triggers the Six-Day War. Yes. Uh, it is a massive win for Israel. They, yes, this, this is when Israel captures Ramallah from Jordan. Yes, and they pretty much dominate this war. They free up the Straits of Tehran, which is a, pretty a big deal. water strait that goes uh, through Israel and is mm-hmm. uh, incredibly relevant for their economy and well-being. This is, the, this is when they give Israeli identity cards to everyone in Ramallah and a lot of the places that they captured, uh, allowing residents to freely visit Israel and the Gaza Strip, which was a pretty big deal. A a big theme of these various occupations and power shifts is limitation of movement. So these these residents could finally, like, visit places for the first time in 19 years at this point in 1967. So restrictions lifted, different restrictions imposed. It's it's still funky business. Yes, and this empowers Israel for, you know, future future military uh, conduct. As we see in the Yom Kippur, Kippur, Yom, no. here we go. As we see in the Yom Kippur War, yes. Um, again, several years later, but this is just kind of the the manifestation of tensions that have been boiling and brewing this entire time. Mm-hmm. Again, over the Suez Canal, uh, this is, goes a lot better for Egypt. This is seen kind of like as a political political win for Egypt, even though there was this sustaining of heavy right. This losses. was the specific incident we were talking about earlier. Yes, that was kind of manifest itself in Cairo yeah. Station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Ends with the Camp David Accord, the first one. The first one, not the second one. And it is essentially a, a pretty big one for Israel. Egypt recognizes Israel as a state, which means Egypt kind Just getting of getting naughty. Yes, which has de-escalated Egypt's sort of military presence in the region. And Israel kind of, you know, is recognized. You know, they can mm-hmm. now kind of continue as a as a, a nation state. Yeah. Uh, this is not great for Palestinians. The Palestinians they, they are don't not love represented this. in the peace talks yeah. at all. They were kind of like omitted. Yes. And it's like, mm. And so they don't recognize the Camp David Accord at all. This leads to the first Antifada, which is kind of a, a bubbling conflict led by Palestinians, which is essentially to resist and repulse Israel from the land. Right. Lots of strikes, lots of demonstrations. Ramallah was one of the first earlier joiners of this kind of sweeping movement. Tires were burned, like crowds were throwing stones and stuff. A lot of stuff was going on. The Israeli defense forces responding tear gas or bullets. These are pretty like familiar scenes, unfortunately, yes. to the kind of resistance conflicts that we see a lot when occupations happen. <clears throat> yes. Which is also to say that Israel is is responding with you know, violence and right, they're, uh, they're doing, and responding to violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're doing the whole, like, crackdown measure. And this is not an absolving of anyone involved yeah. uh, because both sides are definitely, like, throwing things at each other. And we are glossing over... So much nuance here. Yes. So these infitadas we'll touch upon a bit, but this is kind of when Salam references being, like, locked down for six months as a child. Yes. I presume it's in response to a lot of these uprisings and then subsequent curfews, mm-hmm. limiting movement again, things like that. And this ends with the Oslo Accord. The Oslo Hello. Accord referenced in the movie as kind of taking, you know, the the um, backing out of this, like, Arab movement. Very, like, idealized version of peace. Yeah. Very, like, we're, we're going to kind of calm down and, and take the wind out of our sails, as it were, and, 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 you know, have this kind of, like, romantic, happy ending. Yeah. Um, However... 
Israel agrees to pull out, doesn't really pull does, out, does kind of continues to occupy. Uh, this leads to a second Antifada mm-hmm. um, in which it... It supposedly concludes yeah. with the Shaim Al Sheikh summit, yeah, it's not, but that doesn't really amount to very much. Really. Israel again agrees to pull out, but kind of doesn't. doesn't. And then you know, as we see, kind of in recent news with the building of settlements in the area and yeah. so on and so forth, it's still a clear and present conflict that is going is. on today. Yeah. And it's it's perhaps both sides actively participating, but it is a one-sided Disproportionately, affair. yeah. Yes. Because, as you said, coming pulling all of this very loosey-goosey glossed-over materials into the contemporary time, you know, we still have buildings, we still have occupations, we still have limited access to certain places, um, and all the time checkpoints, uh, people exercising power over the people who are passing through those checkpoints, yeah. different ideals of citizenship and, and how, how you're treated, lots of, like anti-semitism lots of like if you're an arab i hate you like yeah. lots of tough stuff yeah and by lots of it's like massive it's, it's like lots it's like yeah. lots and lots and lots yes so in, in this very deeply rooted very violent very uh you know multifaceted conflict yeah tel aviv on fire this is to this is how we enter like in yeah the entirety of it from an arabic this, perspective this is where mawan <laughs> <laughs> uh what's her name tala but her she oh Rachel Rachel yeah Rachel Rachel yeah who Tala plays yeah what opens door gosh when the strings <laughs> kick in uh, the first time we saw this <laughs> movie oh yeah we had no we thought we were like is this a bad movie yeah, is we this just, just gonna be like a soap the, opera is this a soap opera <laughs> so let me tell you, that was a treat to deal with that tension right off the bat yes. be like what did we sign up for yeah I love the soap opera frankly oh so good it's just so beautiful how captivating it was yes it's also everyone watching um, it stylized after Egyptian soap operas uh, love that it that is no mistake given uh, mm-hmm. the Arabic opinion of Egypt being a primarily Arabic country um, yes and given the political spins on this it, it definitely speaks uh, to the Arabic experience given like the characters present it does and and it's 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 positioned also as this kind of semi-transcendent TV show that's deeply popular with Palestinians and Israelis so yes. it's like wow well, like the show is kind of you know, breaking boundaries, like crossing yeah. borders, like this is for the people, and it's like not for anyone. We have people. to navigate like the people. As, yeah, but as then also, interest coming. you know, when it really popularizes, mm-hmm, uh, you mm-hmm. can see the the conflict of the people, the backers, as the well backers, as you the know, audience the Israeli members. audience. Yeah, so there's there's just, I mean, the the men call it like anti-Semitic. Yeah. Um, a sees like soldier boys call it that. There's there's lots of different you know people respond to this very different. Yeah. No matter what your thoughts on it, people are engrossed. People are very captivated by the soap opera. How can you not? It's yeah. so dramatic. It's so good. Yeah. Like whoo. So let's dive in a bit into the show itself. Yeah. So our protagonist Salam. Yes. Tall, goofy, hap- haphazard, scrawny, bumbly, unintelligent. <laughs> That's a bit harsh. He certainly does not have the (laughs) clown. (laughs) He certainly doesn't have uh, the ground under his feet at the beginning of this film. No, he's definitely kind of supported by his uncle. He shows up at this job that he has because of his uncle. Yeah. Knocks over. Dumped by his girlfriend. (laughs) Well, yeah. That's a little bit of his history. Trying to get her back. Which is... God, okay. Can, to ping on that scene real fast. Yeah. The first time we see them interacted, he gets flamed Just so obliterated. bad. They show up and they go, hmm, Dead Sea. <laughs> it's like, Ooh. Yeah, her and her friends really, like, tore him asunder. They were like, hmm, oh, the job you have. Because 
Your, your uncle. uncle. Mm? Uh, your, your uncle works there. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> you don't know how to write. Yeah. Oh, you sat still for more than five minutes. <laughs> so that was a phenomenal introduction to their dynamic. So Salam. Yeah. Palestinian living in East Jerusalem, traversing the border checkpoints to get to uh, to and from work. To okay. and from work, Ramallah. Um, uh, he's initial. His initial position is to check. He's for a the low Hebrew. level production assistant. Yeah. Yes. Well, he's just there to like. He is know. language stuff. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, quick note, love all the different languages melded in this film. Yeah. We have lots of different... You get, you know, French-English, but then you also have Arabic, Arabic. you have Hebrew, mm-hmm. you have, you know, just all these things kind of fluctuating in and mm-hmm. out of one another. Mm-hmm. And and it's brought up explicitly, too. Like, practice your... I think he says practice your Arabic by, like, yeah. watching the show. It's... Yeah. it's Everyone here is very, like, multilingual. We yeah. get the sense. You look cool. explosive. Oh, thank you. Like, you look explosive. Get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, the woman who... Was one of the writers can't work in this environment. This this Zionos bullshit. Well, she was just mad because she was getting like usurped by a production assistant. Yeah, no, more than anything like to do with the show. Well, thanks for making it political. She didn't like the direction of it because it was becoming like a Zionist thing. Is that facts? Yeah, she was like, I don't. She was just mad because her authority wasn't being recognized. Well, it was like her authority being usurped by like something. Yeah, obviously by Salam, this like kid. Yeah. Uh, Gap opens up. Guess what, Salam? You're a writer now. Ha ha ha. Uh, and he, well, well, he, he well, kind of sees himself as one. He does. This is. I got a little ahead of myself here because he has an encounter with Asi. Yes. After, uh, before, before the female writer leaves. Yes. He's an encounter with Asi. He gets pulled over to this checkpoint. So funny. Uh, and for calling Lady Explosive. Yeah. And Asi, the uh, checkpoint officer, his wife loves military the show. man. Yeah, his wife loves the show. He reads the script. He's yeah. like, "This is garbage. This is not how military men talk." Yeah. I know how military men talk. Boom, here's a new script. <laughs> yeah. I love his motivations of just trying to impress his <laughs> yeah. wife. Well, I, I felt like he was trying to give voice to the authentic, like, military experience. Like, yeah. I thought he was like, this is what it's truly like to be an Israeli officer, and your show is misrepresenting it. So yeah. let me give truth to this experience. And part of it was also pleasing his wife. Well, you know, I, I think the truth that he's trying to give through the experience is sort of his truth. Yes. Like, yeah, the, you know, the military office, yeah, they don't speak like this. They don't do this. They don't do that. Like, well, why would he keep the key in the desk? Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. this, exactly. you know, medieval exactly. or whatever? Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, the depiction he gives is a little right. restricted. It's not exactly like <laughs> no a, a an Israeli officer in the eyes of the Arabs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... Obviously, in the eyes, it's of the deeply rooted in his perspective. Absolutely. So, so he's going to kind of like romanticize these soldiers. Yeah. Um, he's definitely going to see Marwan as a terrorist. Yeah. But that romantic is that romanticization, romanticization of romanticization. That's what women want, baby. Everyone wants a soldier with a strong profile and dark brown hair. He's like, I have dark brown hair. <laughs> He's such a fun character. I love him. Remember when he kidnapped Salam? <laughs> There's a gun to What's his head. going on? Promise me your wedding. He's like, he's like, I see. I see? <laughs> First of all, what like a horrific experience to be bag and tagged like that. He's I like, love, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. He's just like trying to get back in his car and he's like, are you Salam? He's like, yeah, he's what's like, going yeah. on? And they just like, they just grab him and bag him. Oops. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Uh, talk about like Israeli officers, or frankly, people in a position well, of power, like about, leveraging that. You know, an occupation. An occupation, yeah. Um, a C 
uses his position a few times. Yes. When the kid comes in and they're writing the script and he's like, this kid doesn't have any documentation in that paper. Yeah. And he's like, leave. Like, yeah. I don't care. So I think that was actually like kind of a half step important as acting as a little bit of a catalyst to get Salam to sort of speak up a yeah. little bit. Well, because he definitely starts throwing his weight around a little bit after that experience and, yeah. and, and resisting Asi, which he was not doing at all in their prior encounters. Yeah, when they're talking about who's who's the like the, the Arabic extremist in the show? Uh, Marwan. Yeah, Marwan. You know oh, yeah, about? yeah. Like, oh, I do. When he calls him a terrorist every you know day yeah and it's like oh we call him we terrorists. Know, like well we call, we call them freedom, freedom fighters fighter. and he's like i know them and they go like, well we know him better yeah and it's like oh, okay For, like, real quick that uh the first time i saw this movie th- that was such a strong back yeah, and forth yeah and to end on kind of that a very expressive note like whoa slum mm-hmm. like you spoke up yeah like like literally you're in this like, military man's office which is a very perilous situation to be in yeah but you're not you're not gonna let you're not going to be like a yes man here. You're not going to let like his ideal steamroll yours yeah. in this, as we've established, very complex conflict. Yes. So we have Salam Manasi. Their their relationships developing as Salam kind of steps into the role as writer. He's mm-hmm. very reliant on a scene in the beginning. It gives him hummus, which is so funny. Oh, he okay. Okay, hang on. Before yeah, I even touch... talk about whatever I want to talk about, let's talk about that. Let's hummus. talk about hummus first. Woo! Uh, I am sure that means something that I am not aware of. Well, it like means the significance of hummus. Well, it does, and we can dive into it because, from Salam's point of perspective, point of perspective—that's so redundant. <laughs> this the hummus is like a very traumatic reminder that the Israelis sometimes lock you in your homes for six months, mm-hmm. and when you're an eight-year-old kid or six-year-old, however you want, like that's like terrible. Like you eat canned hummus. You eat canned right? hummus because you cannot go outside, and it's a very, it's a very life-altering incident and it's why he like never touches hummus until the end when he like he shares hummus with Asi as a sort of brokering of peace Mm -hmm. so that's part of it Asi loves it loves it (laughs) he Um, loves it when he's making like the the makeshift he gets the can you know the canned hummus squeezes the lemons with his hands he's like I don't know what I'm doing like picking out seeds or whatever yeah Add yeah. some green stuff. Yeah, just it's really throw the it in green there. stuff that makes any yes, dish better. It is. And he's like, this is perfect. Yeah. What tension in his face when he's chewing and he's yeah. like... <laughs> it's like a little bit on his It is! Too. And that's exactly why I made that noise. <laughs> that was phenomenal. That the was. hummus in this scene as a bridge, as like a cultural touchstone, as... As, as as kind of like the deal. I mean, the entire deal gets formed around, you know, Aussie's inside Aussie's genius if you will Aussie's written talent in exchange for like Salam's hummus yeah well they're certainly breaking <laughs> bread you know they are breaking bread very literally like every time you see people eating it's communion haha <laughs> da 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 so yes that's the hummus did you want to take us in a direction that was not hummus related uh I just love the just I don't know the weird politization polit here we go we'll get the zations polit I love the hummus I love the hummus is great hummus um, I just thought it was out of this world funny. It's so fun. There's so many moments that totally riff on like when they call. Oh, it's the old style. And it's just like old. Oh my! Hummus. Yeah, old. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So many, so many things riffing on like the awkwardness or like the tension or just this is absurd. It is. Yeah, well, so with, you know, that good era of hummus. Right. So hummus, hummus. We're before we depart from Salamana Sea and kind of get into the show. Yeah. Just wanted to note again 
a seize power throughout the whole thing. Obviously, there's an occupation. The border checkpoint as a physical barrier prevents Salam at one point from going home. And when he when he takes his ID, when he takes his ID, too. that's very huge. That's absolutely Asi exercising his power over Salam in order to achieve a specific goal. Yeah. And that those kind of power dynamics are replicated in minor ways throughout the whole thing with the child, with Salam and Asi. Every time we see people in line in the border checkpoint, just yeah. all of these reminders that you are being monitored controlled like you have to get clearance you, you you don't have that freedom of movement because there is an occupation here and in a way he doesn't have his freedom of expression like he can no longer kind of make the the tv show the way he wants it because he just had a gun put to his right head. right and it's like if you don't get this marriage like you will die yeah. is the you know pretty much the explicit threat there so yeah, yeah it, it's definitely you want to talk about competing interests who gives a hell what the backers are saying when <laughs> he is like yeah. bagging tagging you so yes, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different opinions going into this show, as we see from the very beginning when the woman writer leaves because of a lot of different reasons that we've established. So yeah. the show itself, masterpiece, obviously flawless. The actors need to shut up always. The main actress, <laughs> Tala, <laughs> <laughs> this like French lady. Yeah, she's. I love her character because I, she, I think she's supposed to be, you know, that aging actress who's trying right. to, like, you know, cash out on these roles and like smaller productions. Yes, you know, she, she had her, she, she did her thing in Paris, and now mm. she's, you know, kind of you well, know, she's, you know, she's she's referred to the star so much, like she's kind of the reason that this production is is boding so well is yeah. is what I got from it. So she definitely has lots of weight to throw around. She has dramatic, she has hysteric, she's like, I'm not gonna be bald. She's so <laughs> egotistical. I absolutely love it. I love it. And she definitely wants to slob on Salam. Like she's so into him. Yeah, but Salam. Salam and Miriam? Oh my god. I love how she just was completely won over every time the TV I was I can't on. believe he got through her like that. Well because when they're in the hospital and all the oh, women are watching the I TV know, like I this know. is a woman. Oh it, women love it. Sorry, I don't know Asi's wife's name, but she was the best character. Yeah, obviously. She was the best character. I, like, every time every, when she got what she wanted, she got, I was like, yeah. Every time he shows up and he's like, they'll get married. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I talked to the writer today. <laughs> That's why I love his motivations. Because yeah. he's like, he's changing the show to like, he's literally like, just yeah, trying like, to like, please when he, when he pours them wine and she's like, are you in trouble? <laughs> he's like, you know, check this out. He's like, watch. And she was mad because it was an Arab. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Every time their cheeks just collide. Oh, I love it. I literally can't get enough. Yeah. So I want to talk for a second about the impacts of the show because okay. we're touching on it now. The show as this kind of cultural force Definitely has its effects on the characters that we follow. Yeah. Most clearly seen in Miriam, who like falls in love with Salam vis a vis the like messages he's sending her yeah. through the dialogue. But also tangibly, you know, with Asi and his wife. Like they're acting differently. Asi is kind of romancing her up at times a little bit more. Uh, people in the hospital are reacting. We have screams that charges nurses to carry over. Yeah. And a lot of these are like small actions, but I, I think they just speak to these bigger implications that the show and what it's producing has the power to affect how people act, how people maybe even like think about this conflict, these sides. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and just, it, it's such a shaping force on their lives. Like it's definitely something that they're watching and tuning into. Yeah, and I definitely think that's why it's important that the show didn't end with a suicide bombing. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. You know, it makes sense that the show, for the, you know, kind of the reasons outlined from the movie itself, didn't end with this marriage because it would have been like yes. this forced marriage that Israel's trying to like impose this onto these false, characters. like Oslo illusion. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, both sides are somehow bridged through love and yeah. like sh the sheer power of just, you know, whatever, like yeah. romanticized 
nonsense kind of and it's all traumatic in the moments leading up but it, it you know it's false it's it's you know. right like this is not like this is not reflective of reality like salam talks when he's talking with Bassan with his uncle he's like we don't live in a world where a marriage makes sense where that has any semblance of truth in it yeah we live in something a lot more complex than that yeah so yeah it, it was very well done most of all because we got to see Asi dress up like a rabbi that was like gut-wrenching <sighs> That was, was so jaw-dropping when he takes, like, off the like the hat and the wig, and it's just him and the mustache. His wife is like, <laughs> yeah, I see. <laughs> so, yeah, the show's amazing. Yes, the show is amazing. Captivating, brilliant, genius, poetic. Um, I think... Controversy. Oh, definitely, bubble, dramatic. That's a different form of the word than the rest of those words, but it doesn't matter. The subplot, Salam's relationship with Hasim... With Miriam? Miriam, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, no, it's okay. The subplot. Yeah. Salam's relationship with H- him, Miriam. Him kind of courting her gently and softly. Yes. Through his TV show, LOL. Yeah, no, definitely through it. Um, it's it's a lot simple. going on. Yeah. It's simple. It is, it is simple. It's a little flat, but not necessarily in a hugely negative way. I think she gets her piece in. And then she, like, flips, you know? Yeah, you know, it, it does feel like a little easy... Especially since it seems like she was really dealing with being called the Dead Sea for a long time. Yeah. And then she's just like, ah, like, I love you again. <laughs> Tomatoes are the fruit He of listened love. to her. How do you know two people are in love? They listen. It's true. Um, That's why Kevin never listens to me. Sorry, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think she got her, she got her piece in. I, she, I just okay, love, yeah. you know, like... It's a comedy, so it is. Know, it's so hard for me to like harshly critique. Well, and there's so much else going on. Like if no. they lended too much to the romance, honestly, like I think it was I think that balanced would take it away from well. The movie. Exactly, exactly. Um, but just I just loved every time they were looking at the TV. You know, yes, you know how like a lot of women will get typecasted into the one shot where just like listen to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah. like be look, like the man's like backboard. I want you to look really good. Yes. listening to him, standing still, hearing. When she was watching the TV, she every looked time, so good. every time. When she was a nurse doing it, it was like mm-hmm. whoa. When she was with her dad in the shop doing it, it was like whoa. She, she looks so like <gasps> she looks so pensive. Yeah, very emotional. I don't have anything more to say about this to you. (laughs) She just looks so like dreamy. Don't uh, yeah. No, I mean, come to Paris with me. No, I do like that. Like they didn't go to Paris. I think that would have been like kind of that would have been. It would have been yeah. Yeah. Staying was the move. Staying was kind of a vehicle just to make him like sacrifice something for her. I guess, which is like cool. You know, not run away from the problem. Yeah, like like, to show that he's changed again. I guess it's just another instance to be like, yeah, like Salam is definitely growing up. If if you want to put it that way, he's definitely metamorphosizing, metamorphing. I love the other writer, the balding one who had to eat. Oh my god, I love him. Every time, what do you think? Basan? <laughs> That's what I was saying. The, talk about competing interests, right? Like yeah. the show and all of its conflicts and tension, and then this guy literally deflecting at every possible moment well, to he, be like, He was oh. just there for a paycheck. He was, well, I mean, he was a writer. You know, he was deeply contributing. Yeah, but, but he was, definitely did love his, yeah. The whole thing was like, well, I'm he, getting paid. he had his artistry side too. Like when he's well, talking about that one Salam, poetic like, moment. Right, he's like, he's like, holistically, I want to get paid. Artistically, like I want to keep this going because I do take pride in my work as yeah. like a telenovela producer, writer. Soap opera. Bam. Yeah. Dramatics. So a lot of fun. The bald guy. <laughs> oh, like the director or whoever? <laughs> Why did he give her cancer? 
because because they went you know they were solving the problem. They were ending the wedding. That, they were her hysterics. Tala was so funny. I love how they gave her cancer and be like, it's like a it's you wrong know. diagnosis. Yeah, <laughs> God, when, yeah. When he's talking to Asi after he gets back and tagged, cancer's yeah. like a toothache. Yeah, like, you can write that off. No goes problem. away. I really liked. Oh God, what was it? Cancer. Oh, Tala's hysterics when he shows yeah. up at her apartment and she's her like, shoulders out, yeah, her shoulders the whole time, Ooh. and she's like, "You just up for me?" And he's like, "No, <laughs> I have a date later, actually." <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that was that was cool. Him staying overnight to write it, definitely him valuing his career to the demerit of Miriam, but also I felt like it was this weird kind of like mature move where he was forced into this kind of place and he chose. His job, he chose his, like, artistry over, like, yeah. allowing Tala to dissolve the show. So, well, in that sense, it was a very... Well, there was a parallel with his uncle who's talking about, like, you know, we had, like, a duty that came. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank yeah. you for bringing that in. Because, yes, it's definitely him recognizing that he he has commitments, mm-hmm. which we get from Miriam the implication that he is very bad at commitment and usually runs away. Can't say still for evidence. Yeah. So, that that is... We do see his character change throughout this film and I, I think his transformations are handled very well there's a little blinker in the bouquet <laughs> <laughs> god I, boom I, oh uncle no 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 no, no. where was the scene <laughs> <laughs> that wedding scene was awesome can we return that to wedding, that yeah let, let's let's go to it now yeah, why don't we let's sit in it wow being suffocated by all these uniforms. Yeah. A Christian church, by the way. <laughs> I, I I thought that was just kind of really cool. That was detail. a cool touch. We get that like shot of Jesus on the on the cross. Yeah. Remember, like Ramallah was Christian, yeah. Arab Christian. You know, and it also I think like really underscored like the the, the inappropriateness of like a suicide bombing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know this, what I mean? It was not. <laughs> Well, the, the, a, a reduct- <laughs> going back to like the the real world, the Oslo Accord. Oh, the Oslo Accord actually reduced a lot of suicide bombing specifically. Oh, good. So I think that was sort of emblematic, and why he was like, oh, oh kind of like the lasting effects. We'll blow everyone up, and he's like, whoa, that's just not like a great idea because yeah. not only is it bad for the story, it, but it, it but it's also just not good for you know rewriting the implications the, and yeah, everything. I yeah, mean, the narrative. Yeah, exactly. Rewriting the narrative is such an important thing because in a conflict this convoluted yeah. and this historically drawn out, yeah. it has a long history. It's to prolonged. It. It's yeah. prolonged. This prolonged encounter. The narrative is a hugely important tool for either side to yeah. justify their actions, to take next steps, to to learn how to navigate an occupation, to learn how to navigate like what it means to be Israeli, what it means to be Palestinian. All, all these different things kind of like coming to head. So yeah, the, the narrative of the show, the actual story that it tells is hugely important because as we've shown, like it captivates so many people and, 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 and has that power to, to change people's minds and ideas about certain aspects of things. I also think it's significant that it was a rabbi who came in to sort of like, well, I mean, it was obviously Even though it was, yeah, 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 yeah. rabbi, but it was, you know, it was a, it's a respect to Jewish figure who comes in and arrests both sides. Both sides, yeah. We're, we're yeah, arresting the, the, you know, cor- corrupt IDF officer mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever, because he's, like, marrying a spy, I suppose. Yes, yeah, so, I don't know. Look, don't look into a soap opera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things. Um, but, but then also arresting her because she's, like, she's launching like, a suicide bombing yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it holds water. Like, it's tight. Yeah, it, I think it holds both sides um, accountable. You it know, does hold it both sides. That, 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 that's that a good of, thing, yeah. yeah. I do like that we get to see Yorda so much, the... The one she was going to marry, the one Tala was about to marry, oh, Rachel, yeah. um, because the whole both sides thing is is another instance of this. Like I, I did feel like we got, I did feel like the angle of vision wasn't strictly one side or the other, giving weight to like oh like, 
all the Israels need to get out. Yeah. Or, you know, or like, oh, like, Palestinians. <laughs> it, it, I don't think it was ever really trying to solve the conflict. Yeah, but yeah. It was, it was preventing a, a, a further damaging. Yes, I like that phrasing a lot. Yeah, we're, we're, we're amidst all of this. We don't want to spark more unnecessary, like, bloodshed, harm, conflict, any of this. Especially not in, you know, a sacred place. Exactly. Not just the church or, I guess, the synagogue, because you're just putting the Star of David over everything. You know, it's a holy place no matter what. Yeah. No, of course. So, yeah, it, the show and the movie itself did a very good job of, of that kind of balance. And, I mean, we even get, at the beginning, right, a C's wife and all, all the women are like, marry Yurda? She's going to marry Marjuan. Yeah. And he's like, he's a terrorist. He's hot. Uh, <laughs> I mean, come on. He's handsome. He's a gentleman. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> and then and the next thing where he's like, we need a handsome gentleman sweetheart is Raymond Commander. I need my so, wife to love me. Like, yeah. <laughs> You know, talk about changing people's mind. Everyone was so on board with Marwan, and, and by the end of this journey, they are all kind of so interested and engrossed in Yurda's, Yurda's marriage. Yeah. So, season two, that assistant that production assistant who's an actress i don't know if you knew she was an actress but she's an actress Did yeah you know she, I, I don't know if i told she's you she's an actress. I'm actually an actress i'd like to act yeah you know I'm, i'm gonna be the new spy yeah yeah I wanna, and could... guess what like she was yeah did she <laughs> I, guess, I guess she, she was in it at the end she lit a cigarette like yeah. Woo. that's a spy right Aussie got promoted look man if you get screen time like you're, you're in you're, you're in, in. Yeah. but yeah Aussie. Aussie. when his wife was looking at him oh he, he was, was so happy show. his like arm around her he's yeah, like beaming like, my, like, my wife awesome. my wife loves his show but then he gets to be he's in it what, did you think there was a sort of symbolism by putting his picture behind the menorah because i think in a way it's like oh this is like you know a a, uh officer like a person Mm -hmm. who is you know occupying our land hiding behind Behind. some sort of judaism yeah rather than like maybe acknowledging the reality like the military reality behind all of this yes no i i i actually just like pretty much agree holistically with that analysis of it i think surface level yes it is just salam trying to find a way to fulfill this what became an order that was a favor yeah um but absolutely like that was obviously very intentional everything on the screen is and it makes me think, you know, not only hiding behind religious ideals, but specifically, like, just the idea of hiding behind ideals, kind of, regardless of what your aims are. Yeah. I think that feeds into a lot of what we've been talking about with, like, the backers trying to get things pushed, all the conflicting interests of the show itself, all the yeah. conflicting interests of the context that we're in. Everyone is kind of advocating for, like, a cause, like, a grander-than-themselves sort of sort of ideal that they want to bring into reality, but few or at least lesser less people are willing to recognize exactly like what those steps may be yeah like the consequences of trying to bring these ideals into reality yeah there was another another uh uh, instance the the backers yes um when the uncle's discussing like well when salam's talking about oh we're doing well on facebook Uh, oh oh, but our backers read read the the newspapers yeah yeah Yeah. Um, i think that's just like a very Subtle but effective way, kind of discussing like who who's, who's invested who? in this show yeah. and where would they come from. Because Look at it's these more generational popular with like an Israeli spin mm-hmm. that makes more an impact on Facebook. Right, it's kind of this like this modern uh, uh, you know twist and direction and you know kind of state of the world. Mm-hmm. Whereas those who are reading the newspapers, the older ones are the older a, people, the people who are backing the yes, development which of the show. Vital, like don't forget, we're giving it the initial voice that it needs. Yes, the platform itself. Yes. 
they're you know, not as happy with it. Yeah, because they're not being represented. Right. Well, I mean, and two, those who are being represented well, are different from what they are. I think it. Are. I think it really speaks to the scene where Salam and Basama are in the the backstage area, and he he's like, we should. You know, not blow up. We should do season two. We should do all these things. Like, we need keep, a different story. Keep the like, conversation I need this... going. Exactly, Keeping exactly. The and, drama going. Yes, and Basam is like, you weren't there. Like, I fought in the Six Day War in '67. Like, we right. remember these incidences. You know, we remember the conflict and literally like clashing, like shooting at each other, like throwing yeah. rocks, getting gassed. Yeah, Whatever yeah. it is, none of it's pretty. And 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 Salam's generation maybe is a little more distance from that. Because the the norms of kind of going in and out of checkpoints have been a little numbed, perhaps. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the backers being these people who are kind of hanging on to the wounds that have been inflicted upon them versus kind of like the more modern, the modernity and, and the shifting in perspectives there. Absolutely makes sense that those would be at odds. Yes. Favorite scene? Chop there were full, so many ones. full of laughs and But goofs. what was your... Favorite scene. Um, uh, my favorite scene, honestly, like say might it, be the intro. It. Like it could oh, be, what? like when you're subverted that way, like you're led into you're, things. You are teased, and just and the way it ends is the Arab kiss into her staring, and then music yeah, hit. Know, that when that music it like hits. hits the strings. Yeah. Okay. Really, every time the strings like happened. every time the strings were in, it was like, whoa, we're blasting off. Where it's Wirtz. Wirtz? Your favorite scene. Wirtz, my favorite scene? Yeah, the one. When he's eating hummus. Easily yeah. when he's eating the homemade okay, hummus. Okay, and yeah. we just get, like, a very tense mid-close-up on him. And he's, he's just, like, staring, like, <laughs> like tasting. Yeah. And Salam is, like, my livelihood as a writer. It depends on this hummus that I don't know how to make because I'm dramatized by hummus. Yes. <sighs> I thought the show was brilliant. Ah, see. The what? I thought this movie was brilliant. I thought this movie was fantastic. I thought the satire hit so hard. It was definitely laugh out loud, comedy central. I thought it was in a very like yeah, conscious way. A blending of intelligence as well mm-hmm. as you know humor as well as like as well as grappling with uh, with uh, serious topics. It was. It did not shy away from any aspects of this conflict. No. Nor the ways in which this conflict had results and had impacts on the the lives of the people living there. Yeah, I I, I like that it didn't force itself into a forced marriage a forced yes. solution yes. that uh, did not favor one side and it didn't end with an act of violence yeah. that would have continued this uh, into kind of like it's a perpetual, kind of like a perpetual problem. cycle yeah yeah so overall like 20 out of 20 great 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 stuff And that's a wrap on Tel Aviv on Fire and Season 1. It's been an absolute pleasure to have taken you through an entire season of movies. We hope you found a few you loved. And if you did, and even if you didn't, join us for Season 2 for more subtitled cinema. And what, pray tell, might we expect from Season 2? I'm glad you asked. Are you? (laughs) We'll be exploring South America, making a return trip to Eastern Asia with a brief layover in Uganda, and you know we'll be revisiting France to see some familiar faces in some not-so-familiar places. Get it? Faces? Places? No, I don't. As always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Subtitled Cinema for movie lists, behind-the-scenes content, and other good fun. I'm Kevin. And I'm Michael. And thank you for listening.